two. Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka. Coronavirus, current events, and conspiracy. That ka-ka-ka-ka-ka coronavirus was a special request from regular and faithful listener, Melissa and Produce. She also requested a movie thing. Talk about that more later in the show. But right now, I want to welcome you to possibly the best, most exciting coronavirus current events and conspiracy show of all time. I got a great feeling about this one. Okay, y'all know the deal. Man, we gotta dial it in. I'm like, you know, turn. I mean, it's 6 a.m. on Monday, May 4th. But, I mean, I'm partying. I'm, I'm ready to go. I hope y'all are too. Okay, you guys know the drill because you're faithful, not half-assed, fair-weather listeners. Y'all are regular listeners. But just in case there's some new people out there, I'm going to go down. We're going to let them know this is a highly structured show. Here we go. We're going to kick off the show with the coronavirus portion. Birthdays, current events, the conspiracy section. Then closing out the show with what we're watching and doing. It's gonna be hard for me to get focused, get in that place. All right, ooh, come on, Cheryl. Get your head out of the gutter. Ka 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 ka, coronavirus. Conspiracy. Okay, the coronavirus portion. As you know, we just straight up read the latest numbers. Boom, let's go. Are these numbers real? I have no idea. They're just on a computer screen. Here we go. The latest coronavirus cases, 3,582,464. Okay, that's actually only, usually, y'all, if you remember, it goes up like a million a week. We've been doing the show almost a month, but now it's only up a half mil. Okay, deaths, 248,561. Every time I, like, see a number, like, I read, like, okay, 248,000. I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around how much that is. So I always count, like, big numbers like, okay, Britney Spears concert. Like, stadium. That could have 248,000 people in. I really have no idea. I wonder how many people a stadium can hold. Like, Brit Brit. Okay, like 115,000. Like, two sold-out Britney Spears concerts have died. Okay, recovered one mil. Now that's over two million, still stuck in that weird hybrid space. Okay, I guess we're past the bell curve. I really don't know. I'm sorry. The quarantine in my mountain town is going to be lifted on May 8th. Lucky for me, I never really went to bars. I mean, I like to play pool, but I don't give a rat's ass. Hopefully, uh, restaurant seating will be outside or, I mean, F it. I'm ready to tailgate. 
I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you guys have seen the back of my car. It's like picnic ready at all times. I mean, I'm good. Also in coronavirus news, suicide hotline is receiving 75% more calls than normal. I mean, of course, right? Don't fucking kill yourself. This will end. Life will evolve. We will evolve and adapt. We will overcome. The trick is just letting go. Do you know what I mean? If you just let the fuck go of everything that you think you give a shit about and everything you think you cannot do, if you just let that fucking go, we can do this coronavirus. Let it go. Forget about what you think. Forget about just shit that you think you can't live without. Who gives a fuck? Forget about what was and let's look at what is and what will be. If you can do that, you're good. I'm very, very lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it, because my job is labeled essential. As If you listen to the show, you know I'm a maintenance person at a grocery store. I, if I had you know, my old job or whatever and I lost it, I mean, I could totally see myself killing myself over this coronavirus bullshit. Yeah. If I was still living in L.A. and had my old job, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that happening easy. So I'm just saying that I get that. You know, fuck coronavirus. Fuck whoever did this. Just hang in there. Okay, continuing with the coronavirus portion. Oh yeah, this is great. This is, again, whenever I'm sad and I'm low, this is the kind of shit that just gives me what I need to keep going. So here you go. Maybe this will help you too. The state of Connecticut cancels spy drone plan. Okay, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen. I mean, really, it's up there. Okay, I have a clip for y'all. I know y'all love the clips, but um, little backstory. So Connecticut was going to get these drones that spy on you, and it takes your temperature, it takes your heart rate, and it sends back all the stuff. And if you have a temperature, it, like, rats on you or narks on you or whatever, and, I don't know, maybe you get arrested. I really don't know where they go from there. It says it just, like, gets data. And here's the funniest part of the whole commercial. You have to just, like, see it with your own eyes. Because the guy's like, okay, yeah, like, automatic, or, like, um, anonymously collects data and blah, blah, blah. And it shows, like, what the camera's seeing. And it, like, turns people into these anonymous stick figures, you know, so people wouldn't be afraid of being spied on. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah, the fuck right. With all the facial recognition shit, why are they going to make people look at stick figures? Anyways, all right, here here we go. So here's the commercial or whatever, the best of clips of the commercial. Dragonfly is honored and thrilled to have been piloting a project with Westport, Connecticut of the Dragonfly Health and Public Safety System. Dragonfly's public health and safety system uses standard 4K cameras to provide anonymized data on social distancing, heart rate, respiratory rate, and fever detection, all in the service of providing population health data to our public safety officials. The system does not collect individualized data. The system does not identify people. The system takes population samples and provides this anonymized data to our public safety officials so that we can have clear data giving us indication of population health and allowing our officials to make decisions based on real data. We have been pleasantly overwhelmed by the positive feedback and response from public safety agencies all over the country. 
Their response and concern for having real-time data on population health so that they can make effective decisions to protect the public is exactly what this technology oh, was built for. God, exactly. He had me until that. Okay, I don't know. So that's it. Yeah, and the town was like, fuck y'all. We don't want that. So they canceled the plan. I mean, even if they were out there, people would be shooting. It's not going to work. There's always going to be that person that's out there shooting drones. Do you know what I mean? There's always going to be that person. <sighs> okay, just enough of this coronavirus. Let's move on. From the front lines section. It's called From the Front Lines because y'all know I work at a grocery store. With the finest people I've ever met in my life. I'm keeping them. That was a nod to E.T., in case you didn't know. My mom got so mad at me because when E.T. came out, we like drove all the way to Palm Beach, Florida <laughs> to like go to the movies. And E.T. started, and I don't know, I just started freaking out. Like, it was really scary. I mean, I was like four. That's an intense movie for a four-year-old. So we had to leave. My mom was like all mad because we drove all that way. Another movie had to leave, Bambi. Disney and their mind control. Cracking kids' skulls open since Bambi. Traumatizing children on purpose. Anyways, oh, God. From the front lines. New from the front lines is soon all the customers will uh, be required to wear face coverings, which I like. I mean, damn, I'm wearing mine like wear yours. <laughs> Breathing all over me. I mean, I don't know if this shit is true or bigger than it is, less than it is. I mean, I don't even know, like this fucking coronavirus. All I know is if I'm wearing a mask, who, you know, you better have on a mask, too, if we're in the damn grocery store. The only other thing I have to say from, from the front line section is don't be shitty to grocery store workers. Don't bring your piss-ass, entitled, shit-for-brains attitude into a grocery store and act like a dick. Keep your bad vibes at your house where they belong, right in your face. Don't bring them into our place of business and fuck me and my friends up because we will fuck you up. We got long game in grocery store because that's how it has to be. Just know that as you watch us, we watch you. If you feel angry, don't leave your house. Sit right there with your feelings where you belong. I think that's it for the front lines. But yeah, it's like we're just at our job 
trying to live life and be positive vibes. We're trying to enjoy our life. Try to enjoy yours. Okay, damn, this show's like intense this week. All right, let me just shake all that. All right, let me open the closet door. Let some of those vibes out. Damn, I'm gonna light some sage. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Okay, we're moving on. Celebrity coronavirus death and diagnoses. Okay, this regular listeners will find very interesting. I guess Madonna has a daily quarantine video diary I didn't know. She posted on her quarantine video diary that she tested positive for the COVID-19 antibodies and that she's going for a car ride and going to breathe in the COVID air. I don't know. Let's just hear it for ourselves. Uh, I can tell I'm gonna hate this. Quarantine diaries number. Okay. Took a test the other day, and I found out that I have the antibodies. So tomorrow, I'm just going to go for a long drive in a car, and I'm gonna roll down the window, and I'm gonna breathe in. I'm gonna breathe in the COVID-19 air. Yep. I hope the sun is shining. I have not been wanting to write lately. Okay, I've heard enough. So there you go. So does Madonna have coronavirus? I followed up on her video diary and she posted something on sea turtles. I couldn't watch it. So that kind of ties in with the uh, conspiracy section, regular listeners. Okay, let's move on. Oh yeah, okay, this is a reminder. Brian Dennehy passed on April 15th, 2020. Still moving through that one. Here's a clip of Brian Dennehy talking about Chris Farley and Sam Kinison. Chris, uh, Chris is one of the world champions of drink, drinking, and well, but he writes about it himself in his own uh, biography. Well, we went, we all went through it too. I mean, we went through Belushi, and we went through John Candy, and uh, and and Chris Farley, and you know, I I, I knew all those guys. Sam Ka- Sam Kinison, who was an extraordinary genius, a brilliant, brilliant guy, yeah, and extremely self-destructive, uh, who had cleaned himself up, you know. I mean, it was amazing. Here's Sam driving back from Vegas, and uh, some guy who was drunk comes across the divider and, and hits him in the head-on collision and kills him. Talk about irony. Here's a clip of Sam Kinison, I'm sure you all know, from one of the finest films, Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield. In L.A., um, the last place I lived was on the west side, and it, it was like this really fancy apartment building. It's like a long story. And there was like a jacuzzi on the roof or whatever. There was a lot of like retired people, like single, like their partners hadn't passed or whatever, living on the street. This one neighbor, I hated her. I always avoided her. But like every now and then I would get stuck talking to her. And she, one time <laughs> we were talking And she goes, yeah, uh, I don't know how we got on the subject. She was like, yeah, I went on a date one time with Rodney Dangerfield. I was like, oh, my God, how was that? She she goes, it was really weird. I was like, oh, my God, do tell. (laughs) And she said that he invited her over to his house. And she was cool with that, like, you know, whatevs. And she went over, and he was in a white robe. 
and there wasn't anything on under the robe. I guess that's like a move or something like she got Weinsteined or something. I'm not sure. She kind of got vague, so I'm not sure what happened. But she just said that he was like really like depressed and like wasn't really trying that hard on the date. So she never went out with Ronnie Dangerfield again. Okay. Oh, yeah. Back to school. Here we go. Uh, this scene is Sam Kennison and Rodney Dangerfield in history class. So why don't we dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him while pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh, oh. Okay. Moving on. Cause it's my birthday, my To what I've been waiting for for one year. Birthdays section for May. Okay, quickly, let's just keep it going. Let's go, go, go. May 6th, 1915. Orson Welles. George Orson Welles, born May 6th, 1915 and passed October 10th, 1985. Was an American actor, director, writer, and producer who is remembered for his innovative work in radio, theater, and film, True Dat. He is considered one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. I am going to be Orson Welles for Halloween this year. I'm going to throw a Halloween party with, like, you know, three or four people. No big gatherings. Ah, oh, it's so good. Now I can blame all my social weirdness and all of my quirky whatevers on uh, the uh, coronavirus. Sorry, I can't have more than three people over at a time. Sorry, I can't come. No, it's not wise to come to that wedding shower. All right. What kicked Orson Welles into the mainstream? It's pretty agreed upon would be the War of the Worlds broadcast. The War of the Worlds is an episode of the American radio drama anthology series... The Mercury Theater on the Air, directed and narrated by actor and future filmmaker Orson Welles, as an adaptation of H.G. Wells' novel The War of the Worlds, 1898. It was performed and broadcast live as a Halloween episode at 8 p.m. on Sunday, October 30, 1938, over the Columbia Broadcasting System radio network. The episode became famous for allegedly causing panic among its listening audience, though the scale of the panic is disputed, as the program had relatively few listeners. Interesting. Here's a clip. War of the Worlds. 
We are bringing you an eyewitness account of what's happening on the Wilmoth Farm, Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, my on? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, here I am, back of a stone wall that adjoins Mr. Wilmoth's garden. From here, I get a sweep of the whole scene. I'll give you every detail as long as I can talk and as long as I can see. The more state police have arrived. They're drawing up a cordon in front of the pit. About 30 of them. The captain's conferring with someone. Can't quite see who. Oh, yes, I believe it's Professor Pearson. Yes, it is. Now, now they've parted, and the professor moves around one side, studying the object while the captain and two policemen advance with something in their hands. I can see it now. It's a white handkerchief tied to a pole. Flag of truce. Those creatures know what that means. What anything means. Wait a minute, something's happening. Humped shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? There's a jet of flame springing from that mirror and it leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. Lord, they're turning into flames. Now the whole field's caught up by the woods of fires. The gas tanks, tanks of the automobiles are spreading everywhere. Coming this way now, about 20 yards to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast from Grover's Mill. Evidently, there's some difficulty with our field transmission. I love his work so much. Everything he does just makes me cry. Everything. F for fake, I watched the other day, and that's what gave me the idea to be older Orson Welles for Halloween this year. The beard, and when he's a, the magician the beard and the hat and the black cape and the cigar. Oh my God, I love him so much. Okay, moving on with birthdays, May 7th, me. I'm gonna be 42. All right, May 11th, 1904. Salvador Dali, painter, y'all know him. I was fortunate enough to actually see maybe like three Salvador Dali paintings in real life. And it was actually in Las Vegas at the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop. Y'all know that TV show, The Pawn Stars? Well, you can go in there. And I mean this in a respectful, very, like, complimentary way. The guy who's on that TV show, he's the biggest nerd. And I mean that in, like, wow, like, he might be the nerdiest of all, like, and I hold that in really high regard. The stuff he has in that store is a collector's fantasy. It's the most interesting pawn shop for sure, but it's like the most, it's just like going to a really cool nerdy guy's house and he's just showing you all the shit he's collected over the years and he knows everything about each little piece in there. So yeah, he has freaking Salvador Dali's hanging up in there. <laughs> It was pretty cool. I went in there a couple times, actually. Okay. May 26, 1951. Sally Ride. Sally became the first American woman in space in 1983. She was also the youngest American ever to do so. But her most impressive achievement might have been maintaining her composure while dealing with absurd and offensive questions from the media. In June 1983, profile for People journalist Michael Ryan was one of the worst offenders, such as, quote, will the flight affect your reproductive organs? And, quote, do you weep when things go wrong on the job, end quote. To the latter, Ride replied, quote, how come nobody ever asks a male fellow astronaut those questions? 
probably because he was controlled opposition, Sally, and he was put there to fuck your shit up to make you look bad. And you didn't fall for it. Fuck them. Or maybe he was just that stupid. Okay, let's move on. Ba-ba-ba-ba-boom. current events. What's happening out there besides this dang coronavirus? Okay. Current events section for May. The Navy declassified three videos. These videos are of UFOs, unidentified flying objects. Doesn't mean they have aliens in them. They could be anything. They could be made of water. I don't even know. Water? Water, man. You heard the man. But here's what's interesting. Why did they release it now? I always predicted that when the government did finally declassify aliens, if there are aliens, I really don't know. I don't care. But I've always said when the government does declassify aliens, which they probably will, either fake or real, but it'll be like some Hail Mary. So with the release of this video, it just kind of makes me think like the Matrix is unraveling and this is just like confirmation. With all the Hollywood shit going down, the coronavirus conspiracies and there's so much shit. Like of course they release these Navy videos. I watch the videos like all it is is just like some shit that you can't even tell what anything is and the guy going oh my god or like whatever he says. Whoa! It's not worth your time. Like there's totally aliens or there's totally not. Like who gives a shit? But yeah, I'm just saying everything in politics and media is planned. So like, why did they release those? Is all I'm saying. The Pentagon said on Monday, the footage which shows unidentified objects flying at high speeds in the Earth's atmosphere, along with audio of Navy pilots expressing shock and awe. Oh man! It was initially leaked in 2007 and 2017. The U.S. Navy formalized a reporting process last year for pilots to include incidents of UFO sightings. Okay, so they're working towards disclosure. Because the Matrix is totally unraveling. We know that, though. They can't get nothing past us, y'all. Moving on in current events. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I'm laughing. <laughs> Joe Pantoliano hit by a car. But he's okay. You guys know him. I know him from Bound movie with Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly, a 90s must. If you haven't seen that, you're not 90s. I'd say that to your face. He also starred in Memento. He played this like kind of douchey guy in The Matrix. They're just cops. Here's a clip. Hey, hey, Chicago's finest. How's it going tonight, fellas? I'm good, sir. Look, I'm sorry. Got a bum ear. Can't hear shit with it. My name is Caesar, and this here's my violet. The 68-year-old actor was walking near his rural home in Wilton 
when two nearby cars crashed into each other. The collision sent one of the cars sliding down the asphalt where it collided with him and knocked his ass to the ground. Huh. The impact left him with a gash on his head and other injuries. But he's going to be okay. Man. I wonder what he was thinking about, like, on his walk. <laughs> you know? Okay. My baby. My baby. The Conspiracy Section. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Okay, where are we going with the conspiracy section this week? Two faithful listeners, Melissa, you know, from Produce, and new but faithful listener, Liz, they both requested more of the Bill Gates info. And it's like, I wanted to look into it, but it's just so much. I was just like, uh, but, you know, you got to give the people what they want. So it just gave me what I needed. You guys, Bill Gates is nothing but trouble, okay? And I would say that to his face. Hashtag fuck Bill Gates is huge on Twitter and the Insta. If you're bored, I highly recommend looking at Bill Gates' Twitter and Instagram and looking at all the comments. An article was published even about how he's getting harassed online. He's had to resort to hiring these freaking interns to sit there and just delete negative comments. All the politicians do that. That's old business. But they're still on there. You should have seen it, though, before he hired someone. Oh, my God. It was gnarly. <laughs> but they still get through now. But, yeah, take a look. Okay, here's something that I have been following on Bill Gates, but I just haven't talked about it on the show. Here we go. Let's just... It's a show, right? Conspiracy. Let's go. Robert Kennedy Jr., He's a huge anti-Big Pharma person, or supposedly he presents himself that way. Anti-Big Pharma person, very much against Bill Gates publicly. He's very vocal about Bill Gates and what he believes Bill Gates' motives are. Well, I'll just let you hear it yourself. Okay, this is from Robert Kennedy Jr.'s Instagram. Vaccines for Bill Gates are a strategic philanthropy that feed his many vaccine-related businesses, including Microsoft's ambition to control a global VAC ID enterprise. That's the um, microchips. ID 2020, look it up. And give him dictatorial control over global health policy, the spear tip of corporate neo-imperialism. Gates' obsession with vaccines seems fueled by a messianic conviction that he is ordained to save the world with technology and a godlike willingness to experiment with lives of people. Well, yeah, of course he does. His dad raised him to do what he's doing right now, I believe. That's part of the whole conspiracy. In 2014, the Gates Foundation funded tests of experimental HPV vaccines developed by GSK, and Merrick, 
on 23,000 young girls in remote Indian provinces. Approximately 1,200 suffered severe side effects, including autoimmune and fertility disorders. Seven died. Indian government investigations charge that Gates-funded researchers committed pervasive ethical violations, pressuring vulnerable village girls into the trial, bullying parents, forging consent forms, and refusing medical care to the injured girls. The case is now in the country's Supreme Court. In 2010, the Gates Foundation funded a trial of GSK's experimental malaria vaccine, killing 151 African infants and causing serious adverse effects, including paralysis, seizure, and some shit that I can't even say, to 1,048 of the 5,000 children. Jesus. God. Here we go. Are y'all into this? This is your Gates fix. This is the guy who's gonna cure you and microchip you. I don't, it's not a conspiracy. I mean, this shit's scary. During Gates' 2002 Men Afrovac campaign in Sub-Saharan Africa, Gate operates forcibly vaccinated thousands of African children against meningitis. Between 50 to 500 children develop paralysis. South African newspapers complained, quote, we are guinea pigs for drug makers, end quote. Nelson Mandela's former senior economist, Professor Patrick Bond, described Gates' philanthropic practices as, quote, ruthless and immoral. Moron with your Gates fix? I can't believe this shit. I can. In 2010, Gates committed $10 billion to the World Health Organization, promising to reduce population in part through new vaccines. A month later, Gates told a TED Talk that new vaccines could reduce world population. In 2014, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association accused the World Health Organization of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling Kenyan women with a phony tetanus vaccine campaign. So making these women infertile. Should we keep going? There's a couple more here. A 2017 study showed that the World Health Organization population DTP is killing more Africans than the disease it pretends to prevent. Vaccinated girls suffered 10 times the death rate of unvaccinated children. Gates and the World Health Organization refused to recall the lethal vaccine that the World Health Organization forces upon millions of African children annually. So there you go. I just, I hated reading all that. I don't want to spend that much time on Bill effing Gates. But, you know, I wanted to throw some numbers out at y'all. Right? I mean, it's a conspiracy show. We gotta look at the numbers. All I know is I don't like Bill Gates and I don't trust his ass. Numbers, no numbers. I don't give a shit. I, I don't like his ass. Here we go. Where we're at this week in the conspiracy section. Okay. After, what, the four or five coronavirus and conspiracy shows we've done, here's my theory, and it will probably sound insane, and I don't give a shit. Bill Gates and the Good Club, which his dad was also in, and Bill Gates has been groomed his whole life to do what he's doing right now. So Bill Gates and the Good Club, if you're a regular listener, you remember what the Good Club is. Here's a little reminder, though. The Good Club is the name given to a tiny global elite group of billionaire philanthropists who about 10 years ago held their, quote, first meeting, very secretive, in the heart of New York City. Some members include Bill Gates, his dad was in it too back in the day, George Soros, look him up, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah, 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 David Rockefeller, Ted Turner, 
but there are others too who are equally as wealthy but less well-known. All told, the members are supposedly worth $125 billion. And then remember I played y'all the clip of David Rockefeller talking about overpopulation and future foods shortages and how we will have to make very difficult decisions but try to keep them moral in the future about overpopulation. I mean, look at it. I don't know where the clip is, but I played it a couple back. So I believe Bill Gates and the Good Club are in cahoots with the possibly compromised World Health Organization with Bill Gates' lab. <laughs> and I believe that they are releasing the coronavirus as well as finding the cure in order to microchip people and wipe out some world population each year when coronavirus comes back, right? Remember the early conspiracy theories to fix the healthcare crisis, wipe out the people using all of the insurance, getting all the tests, right? The compromised, yeah, y'all see. The Lady Gaga One World at Home thing was actually a fundraiser for the World Health Organization. The Illuminati, shadow government, whatever you want to call it. They use Lady Gaga and other celebrities as tools to push their agenda. Katy Perry, if y'all follow me on Instagram, Fosse Gang sweatshirt, Katy Perry's always first in line. Katy Perry, here's my prediction. Katy Perry will be the first one to be microchipped and it'll she'll make it seem so great and it'll be attached to her phone and she can put googly eyes on her picture and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying... You know, Tom Hanks, Madonna, right? Illuminati tools, they're all pushing the World Health Organization. Tom Hanks, believer and pusher of Malthusian theory, y'all know that if you're a regular listener. Overpopulation, deeply involved with the cure, right? The cure is in Tom Hanks' blood. Let me tell you, I'm not putting anything of Tom Hanks in my body, okay? Oh, okay, here's something for y'all. Here's a clip of... Bill Gates getting pied in like 1988. Here's Dan Rather. The target was Microsoft Chairman Bill Gates arriving for a meeting with community leaders. Watch what happens when a team of hitmen meet him first with a pie in the face. Gates was momentarily and understandably shaken, but he was not injured. The hit squad piled on with two more pies before one of them was wrestled to the ground and arrested the others for at least the moment and got away. Gates went inside, wiped his face clean, and made no comment. He then went ahead with his scheduled meeting. No word on the motive for this attack. Many speculated the motivations behind the attack, but before long, a famous prankster named Noel Godin came forward and admitted to orchestrating the incident. Okay, wow, we need pranksters again. Maybe we'll do a prank section down the road. We'll go on road trips and just, like, pie people who <laughs> need to be pied. Oh, yes. Moving on in the conspiracy section. The Hollywood conspiracy. Okay, it's the same, right? We now see it completely. With the Lady Gaga World Health Organization thing, and I'm not against Lady Gaga. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I care about what's going on at my house. That's what I care about. Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson... Madonna, Lady Gaga, Will Smith, all the A-listers. All the A-listers are Illuminati. You can't be that big and not be controlled on some level. Katy Perry posting pics in her uh, 
Fosse gang sweatshirt, right? S- supporting the World Health Organization, all that. The World Health Organization could be great. I really don't know. Bill Gates, he could be our savior, right? Hey, I'm just throwing info out to y'all. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson celebrated their 32nd wedding anniversary. Why the fuck do I know that? Because it's splattered all over the internet. Cover stories, right? Look up cover story definition. So I'm just saying with Tom Hanks, all this conspiracy stuff and the Malthusian theory, Inferno movie, his cures in the blood, you know, there's what I'm saying is there's so much stuff like on Twitter and there's so much all kinds of conspiracy stuff on the internet and it's all really negative. It's all really negative. Any chance the internet gets to put some a cover story out about Tom Hanks at will. Oh, he gave, you know, a kid a typewriter for being bullied, right? He's being bullied on the internet. I see it. I look at his social media every day. I mean, I'm obsessed with Bill Gates and the Hollywood conspiracy. Obviously, I have a freaking show about it. I'm just saying this can all sound very paranoid, but it's not. There's some weird shit going on. After learning they had the coronavirus antibodies, they were approached for studies, the actor revealed on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Quote, We will be giving it now to the places that hope to work on what I would like to call the Hank scene. Uh, end quote. The actor joked on the radio show. Sure, maybe Tom Hanks is the best. Okay, here's a shout out. You guys know what that is? It's a canary singing. This shout out goes out to my LA friend of many years, Mamie. And her favorite part of the show is when I say Harvey Weinstein singing like a canary like you know his ass is. There's clips from Harvey Weinstein in prison. (laughs) Ah, you know his ass is. You guys, it's just a matter of time. Why do I care? I have no idea. Why do I care that Hollywood is corrupt and fucked? I don't know. So there is no news on Harvey Weinstein. No new news. All right, let's close out the show. This is just what we're watching and doing. Okay, as I said before, regular listener and faithful listener, Melissa, um, the one that wanted me to say coronavirus, she requested a movie thing. The movie Bully, yes, the 2001 Larry Clark film. I mean, I've seen it a thousand times, but I'm going to do a movie thing about it. This will be one of our finest episodes, the bully movie thing. Here's a clip. Daniel Franzis, he's discussing Bijou Phillips. Y'all know her. She's married to Danny Masterson. Daniel said that she bullied him pretty hard on set, and here we go. You go to Hollywood and you want to film set, chances are there's going to be some douchebag, whether it's a director or in this case another actor, that just behaves shitty. And that's just Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people are just like that and you're just going to have to deal with it. But we're finally reaching a point where people have the confidence to stand up and do something about it. Mm -hmm. If something like this is happening, you have to stand up and say something about it. Doesn't matter who the fucking actor is, how big of a star they are. Show some fucking leadership and then people will follow like an example from that. In 2000, like the society's view on 
being gay, being bi was so fucking different. Go back and watch any comedies up to like the year 2010, mm -hmm. and they're just still making homophobic jokes and like making caricatures out of gay people. I just watched The Lodge, an A24 release. It was pretty damn good, I gotta tell you. It really was. That's one website I check pretty regularly, the A24 movie site. My goal is to see every A24 movie. Uh, Psychedelic Furs have a new album coming out July 31st, 2020. Okay, it's their first album in 29 years. I wonder what got into them. It was supposed to come out May 1st. I think they pushed it because of the coronavirus, which I wish they would release it. Like, we need music. The Weeknd, you know, his new album, they wanted him to push it because of coronavirus. And he goes, no, fuck you. People need music at home and released it. <laughs> you just imagine, like, the phone call with the psychedelic furs. Like, the label's like, uh, we're going to push the album because of coronavirus. He goes, yeah. Okay. Shout out to all the regular listeners, near and far. Shout out to KDF, Mamie, Melissa, all y'all. New and faithful listener, Liz. I'm summer ready. I'm ready for uh, the second half of my life. I'm now middle-aged, 42 on Thursday. This could be the best year of your life. This could be the best year of my life. Start brainstorming new cool stuff that you want to do with your family and your special people. Because I'm brainstorming. I got my shit on lock and I'm ready to roll. You know? And like I was saying before, you know, if you guys just let go of what you think you need or what you think you have and just, like, move forward in solution mode, it's going to be a groovy transition. So I'm ready. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to live life with no fear and no second thought and no bullshit. No low vibration shit. I want to love openly and breezy. I want to live this life 